Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. Getting up that clear, dry, windy, chilly morning, December 5th, 2002, for an early morning run was joy, not drudgery. I put on my microfiber leggings, my microfiber long-sleeve pullover with the zip-up turtleneck, my windbreaker gloves, and toboggan. I left my house and made my way to Interlochen Estates in Arlington, Texas. I really enjoyed running in Interlochen because it was hilly, nice homes that backed up to canals, and it connected to a nature trail that connected over to Dottie Lynn Parkway. A wonderful place to run. When I came to Oakwood Street, I had a decision to make. The wind was coming right out of the north. I made the fateful decision to turn right on Oakwood and run into the wind, the north wind, rather than go into Interlochen from the south. I did not want to face the north wind at the end of my run when I would be sweaty, so I ran into the wind while I was dry. I came to the intersection of Oakwood and Random Mill Road. I was going to cross Random Mill Road and then cross back over Oakwood to run with the traffic down into Interlochen. Arlington, Texas is a runner's nightmare. It is so busy and congested with a traffic light, it seems, on every corner. It is hard to run anywhere safely. That is why I also liked Interlochen. Once you got down into the neighborhood, you were out of the standard Arlington congestion. The intersection was an unusual setup because it was not a standard four-way stop. As you crossed Random Mill Road on Oakwood, Oakwood transitions from a five-lane road to a three-lane road. As I stood at the light, waiting for it to change, you had a series of multiple light patterns due to a total of five different dedicated turn lanes. Typical Arlington, a congested mess. So I was standing at the intersection, jogging in place to stay warm. My, my light, a dedicated turn signal, turned green. I waited for the traffic to clear out. It was 7.40 in the morning rush hour. There were no cars to my left headed east on Random Mill Road. I looked at all the arteries of roads and turn lanes and went ahead to cross the road at the intersection. Quintessential Arlington, it was at the crosswalk, but as you can see to this day, if you check out the street view on Google Maps, there are no painted crosswalks at all. I was at the curb in the fifth lane out of five when someone laid in on their car horn. The sound was coming from my right side. As my head snapped to the right, everything went into slow motion. It is just like you have heard about traumatic events, how your brain processes a ton of information in a split second. Coming at me traveling 40 miles an hour was a Kia Sportage. From the moment of the horn honk to the impact was a split second. I later found out that another driver saw that the Kia Sportage was getting ready to hit me and the other driver laid in on the horn. In that split second, the car came into my central focus and it, in my mind's eye, had the effect like someone took a zoom lens on a 35mm camera and went from infinity to micro-focused on the car, like the car was being shoved in my face. In that split second, my mind's eye could see that the car had a sloping front end that went up into a sloping windshield. As a trained runner, I knew the last thing you would ever want is a side impact from a car. The risk for suffering a broken neck is increased if you hit the pavement on your side. Too much flex in your neck and head. In that split second before impact, I figured out that if I could turn to my left, facing away from the car, jump as high as I could and pull my legs up, I thought the the momentum of the car passing under me would roll me over the top of the car and I would come to a landing on my feet as it passed and then I would run off unscathed. So I turned, jumped, got hit and came to under the oil pan of the car. I came to literally under the oil pan of the car. 
My right arm hit the top of the hood on the passenger side, just short of the windshield. It is impossible to conceive how much force I felt in a small area right on my spine. It was like the car became a baseball bat that swung through my body right on my spine, about two inches below my shoulder blades. The impact threw me in the middle of the intersection and the car came to a skid over me. The car skid 40 feet. I know this from the traffic report. The officer on Duty at the time said that the car was not speeding because they got the calculations from the length of her skid, which was about 40 feet. When I came to, I was staring at the oil pan. My plan to exit unscathed like in a James Bond movie did not work. What happened next was surreal. I could not move. I was processing what had happened. There was a set of feet to my right. I heard a woman's voice saying that someone needed to call for an ambulance, that this man is hurt. I heard cars honking. It was morning rush hour. From my left, I heard a man shout, Get out of the way! I'm late for work! The hate in his voice was undeniable. The woman's voice told the man to shut up. This man has been hurt. At that point, I became more alert and afraid someone was going to hit the car I was under and run over me, or someone from the opposite direction was going to run over me laying in the road. The more noise from the traffic jam and the intersection panicked me. I tried to get up again. The woman's feet came back at me. This time, she barked at me. Sir, lay down. You are hurt. Now just lay down. At that moment, I then became aware of the pain. My whole body was in pain. I do not remember the sound of an ambulance, but Arlington Memorial Hospital was just a few blocks east on Random Mill Road. Firefighters and paramedics pulled me from under the car. They started checking me for exploded organs and paralysis. I had all my feeling, no paralysis. They were going to put me on a body board. I asked them if I could please see if I could stand. Their faces were all upside down to me. One firefighter said they were concerned about paralysis. I told him, I really need to know if I can stand up. He said, okay, and he and another firefighter grabbed me like a fallen barrel and stood me up. At that moment, I had excruciating back pain. I became aware that I was hurting all over. A paramedic was standing close to me right in my face telling me I needed to go to the hospital. I told the paramedic I was not sure that my insurance covered the ambulance ride. She said it did not matter. I was hurt and needed to go to the hospital. Obviously, I was not thinking clearly following the trauma of impact. I agreed to go to the hospital. They strapped me to a body board and loaded me in the ambulance. As the paramedics worked on me, the one taking my blood pressure said, This is amazing. Your blood pressure is barely elevated. I told him I was an avid runner. He said that did not matter. He said usually when they pick someone up who has left a body imprint on the car like I did, their blood pressure is normally through the roof if they survive at all. I asked him, I dented the car? I had never heard the term body imprint. He said, yes, sir, you left the imprint of your body where you hit the car. He said they load most people who suffer that type of impact into a body bag. I said, I'm a Christian and I felt like the Lord was with me. He said, whatever, you're a lucky man. At the hospital, they did a full body x-ray. Still strapped to the body board, I waited in the x-ray room for the results. The tech wanted to make sure he had a good x-ray before returning me to my ER room. As he checked the x-ray, I asked him if he could see if I had any broken bones. He said he could not make that kind of assessment, which was for the doctor to decide. I told him, man, you know enough to be able to tell me if I have any broken bones. I really need to know if I have any vertebrae fractures. He looked at the x-ray and said, no, you don't have any broken bones. I was so relieved. He then said, but I can tell you this, you're going to be really sore. He said the reason my spinal cord did not snap is because I have extraordinarily strong back muscles. He showed me on the x-ray how my back muscles showed up running down both sides of my spine. He said that those muscles usually do not show up. He said my muscles grabbed my spine and held on, keeping me from suffering a spinal cord injury. I am so thankful to God that he spared my life that day, and I suffered no broken bones or internal injuries. The wreck was so serious... And God in heaven preserved me through it.
I am also so thankful for that woman that took charge of the situation. Her presence was comforting, and her care protected me as I lay in the street under the car. I sure would have liked to have known who she was so I could thank her. An interesting side note, I did not hit my head on the car or on the ground when I landed. I had no injuries to my head at all. The survival and recovery from that accident is a miracle of God. There is no other reason I am here today other than God's power and blessing. He delivered me. Since that distressing day, I live in a state of thanksgiving to be anywhere. I am glad to be here today. And with that, dear friend, I bid you peace. Hey, you've been listening to Guatdot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I've been your host, Kenny Price. As always, be sure to check out the show notes for info on how you can email us, donate to help make this podcast possible, and all sorts of good info for your consumption. Man, if I can make the show notes scented, I'd make them give off the smoky oak goodness the way it smells when I'm smoking a brisket. Anyway, until next time, make it a good one.